Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the stormy voice of your local show and local announcer, too. And here we are at your local announcement, the one that we uh, use to invite you to join us to talk about the food scene around New Orleans, which is just about everywhere and in every form, and all the cooking involved. And uh, hey, say what? The food show. The food show. That's exactly what <laughs> it is. I'm just condensing it. The it, food show. It's it's uh, ouch. It uh, you know, it just comes With along the and then it goes. The, the fits more eye. The fits more eye. And I've been looking to get more of that more eye. You know. We have a guest today. I, that's what I have heard. Yes, Austin Kirshner. Austin Kirshner. That rings is, a bell. Who is formerly the chef of the Redfish Grill and is now. Hmm. Uh, he's now on the other side, huh, Austin? Yeah. On the vendor side. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. I, I can't doing? hear you too well. All right. So you you are now at Covey Rise, which explain to people what Covey Rise is. They see it on menus and they may not even know what that is. Wait a minute. Wait. Can I take a guess on this? Because I just barely know. <laughs> it, no, well, it, it's something that's uh, has kind of slipped in my memory. But we're talking here about milk and cheese no no used to be though <laughs> Tom, come on yeah we're talking about vegetables the covey rice company does oh farm to yeah table i knew it was vegetables. on the farm some kind of way yes yeah okay right. anyway so tell us about covey rice because that's your family you're married into the family right correct yeah i'm married into the family that owns covey rice farms uh we're in husser louisiana which for those of you who don't know is on the north shore um, and it's uh, a little north of Robert, Louisiana, uh, which is a little bit east of Hammond. So uh, we are a locally a local farm that sells to all the restaurants in New Orleans. On the North Shore, we sell to some restaurants in Baton Rouge and Lafayette. And we go all the way west to Houston as well. So you see it uh, all over all on menus. How long has how long have the have they done this? How long has the family been selling to restaurants? And was it a farm so we before started that? In, we started in 2009, and it was really a demand of the chefs uh, in the city that were looking for local vegetables and someone to grow them, but also to bring them to their back door, which is what we really specialize in. You know, Paul Prudhomme started that. Isn't that where that got started, Tom, with Paul Prudhomme way you, back in the day? You like know, I was 80s. I was going to bring that up because I remember an event in particular in Magnolia, Mississippi, which mm-hmm. is just over the uh, line going into Louisiana. And they brought in all of the chefs they could get their hands on, and they had a meeting with the farmers from the area. And I will never forget this one moment among others. It was a really interesting uh, get-together. But at one point, there was uh, a guy from way in the back of these farms uh, who was a farmer, period. And, and he had overalls and everything. He, he had overalls. Yeah. He was smoking uh, a pipe and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And I remember uh, he was having a conversation with, in fact, uh, 
emerald. Oh, okay. And uh, and the guy says, now wait a minute. You gonna tell me that for the price you would pay for a whole crate of green bell peppers for this kind, you're gonna give me four times as much because for doing it my way. Yeah. And and uh, the far, the uh, Emerald it, yeah. said, yeah, that's exactly what we want. And the guy <laughs> just shook his head and he could not get his head underneath that. And uh, but uh, that was the beginning of it all. It was yeah, really... back in the eighties. That was back in the eighties. So yeah. Austin, did your in-laws, because it's your wife's family, did they were they farmers back then, or did they just get an idea that this was in demand and then start farming then? No, they they owned a the business was really a, started off as a hunting lodge at Cover Your Eyes, and so they acquired some more land on that property. And um, my brother-in-law, his name is Jimbo Geisler, he was friends with some chefs in New Orleans. And uh, they would they would hunt up there and shoot up there. And they asked him to start growing. And so we really started with with 20 acres that we were farming on. And we're, we're up to uh, 75 acres now that we farm on. So it was kind of a new thing. And, and you know, we're, we're 10 years old this year. So uh, it was a trial by fire for a while. But um, we really mastered... Uh, you know, growing local vegetables, you know, right now it's kind of difficult in this heat, as everyone knows, but, uh, uh, you know, we've really taken off over the last 10 years. Did they know anything about farming? Yeah, I mean, we, we um, you know, we definitely uh, knew something about farming, but we really learned, it's really learning what the chefs want, what they like. And so, so kind we, of dictating we, we what they want and chef. you just give them what they want. Correct. And so there's some chefs that'll be like, like right now, like right now we're really heavy in tomatoes and okra. And so, um, you know, the chefs wanted different kind of okra. So we're also, uh, we have uh, burgundy okra as well. So different types of varieties of, what of kind product, of okra? not just they're, they're burgundy. So they're purple. Bur- burgundy. Um, oh, so, cool. Yeah. So just well, it a wasn't different... a real burgundy, but, uh, but close enough. Are you doing like heirloom seeds and things? I mean, are you hunting down seeds right. for this? Yes. And so, we, you know, we we're, we have heirloom tomatoes that are plentiful right now, heirloom cherry tomatoes, 13 different types of squash that we're selling right now, seven different types of eggplant. So it's not just providing vegetables that you would all find in a grocery store. It's the different varieties that the chefs like. And so that is really what draws uh, us to the back the back doors and um, getting the chefs excited about vegetables. I mean, I know firsthand uh, about being excited about the vegetables, so uh, yeah, it's a really easy sell. Yeah, on the other side, for sure. Right. I, re- I remember being there on another occasion when uh, there were, was a bunch of chefs going out that way and putting together these full menus and uh, almost like it was on a different restaurant, the, the, what they were doing. Uh, a whole new uh, approach to it, and everybody wanted it too. Right. All of these, these um, everyday produce uh, items to, to put a. What's kinda... on your list right now of of produce that you're offering? Right. So right now, like I said, we have the 13 different varieties of squash. Um, you know, we do everything from larger squash to even baby squash, um, eggplants, tomatoes. Uh, we have corn right now, uh, peaches. We just finished up with blueberries, okra, like I said. Um, we also dabble a little bit in flowers. So we sell sunflowers, 
uh, to local florists, and uh, we're actually in Whole Foods uh, right now selling our local sunflowers. So, oh, cool. um, I know sunflowers. Yeah, we, are we really try to dabble. Somebody else is doing that. Um, it was a coffee person, I think, who's now. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Trying to th- you know what I'm talking about? I don't. No, like major sunflower producer out there. Um, so you are, are you actually farming or is your role in the family business now to, to cook the vegetables as part of this series that you're doing, the farm to table? I mean, you're not, you're not in the fields farming, are you? <laughs> no, I've been, I was in the field earlier today, but not picking. Um, you know, just kind of see what, what was coming up. Uh, I'm really on the sales side. Uh, uh-huh. For the farm, but we are doing farm-to-table dinners at the Cover Eyes Lodge. Um, they have a chef at Cover Eyes named Mark Mosh. Yeah, and so we uh, we team together for a couple of dinners, um, and we have one coming up in at the end of August, and then one right in the first uh, week of September. So uh, we have two left for this season, and then next season we're going to grow the farm-to-table dinners um, significantly. So this was kind of our trial by fire year. But uh, yeah. we've had great success, uh, sold out every single dinner we've done, and, um, you know, we're going to continue to grow it. So it's something that's really fun for me to stay in yeah, the kitchen for a little yeah. bit. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I really enjoy working with the products and working with different chefs. And um, it's a definitely an interesting change. But, um, you know, something that I think is is we want to continue to keep in New Orleans and, and have that local produce scene uh, available to everyone. You know, when uh, we talk about these things, uh, certain names come to my mind. One of them that does is Gerard Maris, uh, mm-hmm. who was the chef over at Mr. B's for a long time, and he's the guy who invented a, a totally new approach to their barbecue shrimp over there, and it's still, I think, the best around. But they were uh, I know that Gerard was buying all kind of stuff from, at, at the very least, your part of the world there. Yeah, that's where they're doing right. it. Yeah. Um, well, I hope I haven't taken some of your time and turned it over to somebody else. You, I didn't you, mean to do that. You mentioned chefs, plural. So for these dinners, are you part of sort of a group of chefs that come out there and do this, or do you do the dinner so yourself? Yeah, so currently I'm I'm uh, working with – we have a chef of the lodge, which is separate from the farm, but – uh, I'm working with Mark Lyons, who's the chef of Cutter Eyes Lodge, and we're coming up with the menus, and we're trying to use as much as we can off the farm. Mm-hmm. So last dinner was right before July 4th. Uh, we had a very heavy in corn, tomatoes, cantaloupe, um, you know, eggplant, things that we can get right off of our farm. Uh, we did a quick farm tour for all the guests. They got to drive around the farm, see the facilities, and see where their food is coming from, because that's really important. You know, knowing where your food's coming from is very important. And, um, you know, we even yeah. work with uh, local businesses to to have a CSA program, which is a community support of agriculture. We do two different seasons a year, one in the spring, one in the fall. And you can sign up with us and you can, uh, you know, be a part of our CSA where you get vegetables directly off of our farm to your to your home. You can cook with them in the in your house. So. Uh, just like the chefs are doing, you can also do the same. So it's pretty, it's pretty fun. We like to work it? with everybody. It, it's we we have three locations right now, I one on the it. North Shore uh, in Covington and one in New Orleans. Both at Simply Gourmet, which is a um, oh, okay. uh, like a food tech uh, you know store uh-huh. where you can get different pots and pans and knives and things like that. 
And so, so we work so with do them. So they come in like a box with all the vegetables that have been ordered, and then you just go to Simply Gourmet and pick up your box? That's right. They come in actually little tote bags with cover your eyes right on the side. So uh-huh. each week you bring your tote bag back, and you get to pick, handle your vegetables. I mean, that's really big. You get to pick them out, see what you're getting. And, uh, you know, it's usually seven different varieties each week for 12 weeks. And so mm-hmm. um, it's a really it's cool thing. Week, that we're doing. Every week for 12 weeks, yeah. So there's okay. two different seasons. Okay. So pretty much half the year you can get fresh vegetables right off our farm. That you know where they came from. And and what is the exactly. price on that? Um, it, it, it's, it's about $33 a week, and you get enough vegetables to feed a family of four. So uh, $33, so for $33 to feed a family of four a week, for a week. You can get vegetables that you know have been raised the way they should, heirloom Correct. seeds, and it feeds a family of four. Correct. I've heard worse ideas. <laughs> uh, this is, I mean, just the freshness of it all is uh, is very uh, appealing. Uh, sure, appealing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, everything okay, is. Okay, so now, now Austin, these dinners that you've been doing, um, mm-hmm. how many people are at these dinners, and how do they know about them? I mean, we're telling them about them now. We're going to write something about it, but but in the past, how have they known about it? So we started off with our, um, we have cabins that cover your eyes. We started off by letting our cabin owners know and also all of our CSA members. And they, they've actually sold out right away. So I, we, we, so we're looking to do two more pretty much back-to-back weekends. Uh, that was going to be a weekend in, in between, and we're going to open it up more to the public. But if you go to our website, uh, covereyesfarms.com, you can join our mailing list, and you'll be on uh, every email that we send, including the dinners. Uh, and also CoveryEyesLodge.com. You can get on their mailing list as well, and you can get all the information from our, for our dinners. Okay. Uh-huh. What is the, what is the uh, the origin of the name Covey Rise? Right. So it's a uh, it, it means it's it's for it's for shooting for like quail. So the origin comes from a place where you can come and. Uh, shoot birds, different like quail, pheasant, ducks. Uh, we offer uh, many different kinds of packages, uh, skeet shooting, things like that. So it's, it was really a hunting lodge first, and um, so we, we just stole the name for the farms. But um, <laughs> see, I didn't even know that. I I didn't realize that it started out as a hunting lodge. And I just I had no idea what it was. I mean, I just have seen right. it on menus, and I know usually when I think of Covey Rise, I think little vegetables. That's Wait, what? That's our specialty is the baby vegetables for sure. Yeah. I mean, all I've ever seen is the little vegetables. And I think if it's going to be cubby rice, then it's going to be little. So I didn't know what, you know, what, what the, the name meant. Right. So the lodge is actually making 20 years this year. So we've been around for a while. Wow. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful place. Please come check us out. Uh, I'd love for you to stay a little bit longer and uh, talk about this some more, but we'll do that in just a moment after first, if you will, this. Welcome back. This is The Food Show. What else could it be than a program about eating and cooking and restaurants and all of that? And uh, we're... We're uh... we're talking to Austin Kirshner from Covey Rise Farms, and uh, we're talking about uh, the dinners that they're doing there and also their program where you can get their fresh vegetables to cook at home and not only eat them in a restaurant. 
So Austin, um, it, it is, I guess this is a finite space. Must be a kind of a windy night is what it smells like. <laughs> oh, it's a finite space. And, yeah. and if you keep taking more uh, acreage for your, I mean, is it, how big is it? So you've taken, you started with 22 acres, now you have 75 acres. I'm assuming that this is going to keep growing the farm section of Cubby Rise Lodge. Is there going to be any lodge left? <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of lodge left. We actually just we just purchased uh, some more land this year, so uh, oh good. Okay. You know, Tucker Eyes is always continuously growing. Um, okay, and, uh, and there's plenty of land to be had, so there's no need to worry about the uh, no plenty the land hustle, of the yeah. vegetables. What? No, plenty of land in Hustle, Louisiana, for sure. So uh, okay, <laughs> okay, all right. So um, the dinner is going to be in August. And you are you are looking to sell seats now, or, or should people just go to the website? Do you, do you post the menu? Yeah, so the menu comes out probably three weeks in advance because we really have to wait to see what's available on the farm. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we we can uh, we three weeks in advance it'll be ready, and then we'll uh, you know send out some information either on Instagram, Facebook. Like I said, if you sign up on our website our emails you can definitely uh you know be the first to, to see the uh the availability but we, we see about 32 people per dinner uh we are able to grow a little bit if, if the demand is there but uh we do it on a friday and a saturday night the same menu so you'll mm-hmm. you'll you'll have a chance to sign up for it for, for sure and is any of the food uh, okay so that's that's the vegetable portion is mm-hmm. anything from the lodge also used no, we don't as use any animals, of the birds. As in animals. Go ahead, bud. Right. No, we don't. Uh, we are. We, we do have uh, pork that we sell through Chapapila Farms. Yeah. Um, so we may incorporate some of that for the next dinner. Uh, but the first dinner we had, we used, you know, different. We used meat and steak. The next, the last dinner we had, we focused on seafood. So we had crab, shrimp, tuna. Hmm. Okay. Um, and so it, it, it really, it really varies. Uh, we just kind of make the menu on what we have on the farm. So if yeah. if, if it's hot, you know, you're going to have a lighter menu. Um, if uh-huh. it's a little bit cooler, we'll uh, you know we'll go more into pork or lamb or you know we really have the flexibility to do whatever we need to. Okay, what is the most exciting thing happening out there to you right now? Not not happening to you, but to you, what is the most <laughs> exciting thing happening out there? <laughs> Um, you know, I think these dinners are really exciting, and, and the CSA program is always exciting. I, I love hearing uh, different, different uh, recipes that uh, our, our our CSA members are doing. You know, we're, we 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 like to send out recipes for what to, for what we would do with the products, but we also like to hear back from our uh, from our supporters. So um, the recipes that they're sending us are really great, and uh, I've tried a few at my house, and so uh, that's really exciting for me. And uh, but but on the farm, you know, the exciting thing is just the change of season. You know, I, I've, I've yeah. been through two different seasons now, in the fall and in the spring, and uh-huh. uh, it's, it's interesting. Um, so it's a lot of fun just to see what, uh, what what we're up to at Cover Eyes. Is there something that you would like to see grown there? Something, I mean, how do you choose what's happening next on the land? So for... Well, we we have a farm plan from our our, our our main farmer's name is Grady Seal, but we also work with Dr. Jimmy Boudreau. Uh, he ran the U uh, the LSU uh, Burden Center for Vegetable Research for 30 years, 
Uh, and so we, we work closely with him um, to decide what we're going to grow next. But, uh, you know, we have a steady stable of different vegetables that we do grow to make sure where, you know, the availability is always there. But we also work with different chefs to, to ask us to, to uh, grow different vegetables for them. So that's really exciting as well is uh, seeing what the chefs can find. And, um, you know, we try to go to them with some ideas that we have to see if it'll work. And, um, you know, just the collaboration between us has been really, really fun. Is this a very large community, a community of chefs? Are we talking about a lot of chefs? Are we talking about a lot of people in, you know, the CSA program retail? Or has this been sort of a well-kept secret that needs to get out? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, the the secret is definitely out. Uh, You know, we have over 150 CSA members. Uh, We're always Mm -hmm. looking to grow. Um, and we also we also sell to in the in the uh, you know between the North Shore um, and New Orleans we're selling to over a hundred different restaurants in the city as well. Oh wow, that's so, a lot! Wow, terrific. Yeah, so we're, yeah, so we're in town you know four to five days a week um, selling vegetables to the back door. So there's a ton of there's a ton of chefs that are really doing it the right way, um, and that's really exciting because we're getting I didn't calls. Realize from chefs. that was that many. Wow. Yeah, I mean we're definitely we're in a ton of restaurants, and so. Um, that's really great to see, and I think yeah. I think the chefs have really embraced it. And, uh, and those, you know, they're, uh, they're... and the, the, those guys that I saw in that first meeting some time ago, they're now wearing tuxedos. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah, they for are. sure. They're definitely, uh, yeah. I'm I mean, sure. it's a labor of love. Sure, it's just like cooking. You have to really love what you're doing. So yeah, for um, sure. We're we're yeah. just happy to be able to, to provide the chefs what they're looking for, and so we're we're very proud of that. Well, I know you're happy to be. I know you're happy to be closer to home, so that's good. Uh, okay, so personally, I have a question for you. So, it, it, me personally, not you personally. I'm not gonna, you know. Uh, but but I love I love mosh lamb lettuce as it's called, and I used to see it all the time, and I almost never see it now. Why is that? Yeah, you know, I hadn't thought about that, but you're right. I haven't seen that in ages. I mean, I see it in L.A. Bottega Louie serves it, but that's the only one I know of serving it right now. So where, where is it being served, and why is it sort of, I mean, you know, everything goes through the, the phases, and it was really hot a few years ago, like arugula right. was really hot 20 years ago. You know what I mean? Right. No, absolutely. I mean, it could just be a phase, you know, going through. I mean, you, you saw the the uh, kale used to be a garnish, and now it's something that is covered, coveted it's in all menus. It's so. a garnish, in my opinion. <laughs> it should. Although I did have, I'll tell you what, I had a great kale, and um, it was farro and kale mm-hmm. in a really tangy vinaigrette at, um, at uh, Fresh Market. I got it right out of the case there. It was really good. Anyway, so where can I find Mosh in town? Uh, You're asking the wrong person. I mean, I I could I could try to find it for you, and that's that's what I tell all the chefs. So uh, I'll be happy to look for it for you and get back with you on that. No, I just thought that you might know. Like you know, well, I saw that truck going out to such and such restaurant. It had Mosh on it. So, but because Uh, I just don't see it, you know, lamb lettuce. That was the other name for it. Yeah, that's what I'm. Right. I'm surprised. Uh, I'm I'm surprised to hear that it's being grown locally because I just don't ever see it. So anyway, right. oh yeah, we better get to work then. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> that might Thanks be the so next thing Oscar. we have to cover. Right? We'll definitely check it out. <laughs> I, no, I definitely want to come to Cubby Rice, and I have connections, so I'm going to use them. Anyway. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> 
Thanks so much for coming on. Um, give the uh, give the address again on the website so people can look and maybe come to these dinners. Um, if you've only got a limited number of space, then they're going to have to be a little diligent about looking out right. for it. But yeah, so please, uh, yeah, our website at the farm is CubYourEyesFarms with an S at the end dot com, mm-hmm. um, and then for the lodge, it's CubYourEyesLodge.com. And um, you know, check out our websites, and there, there's a there's a link on there to get on our um, Get on our mailing list so you can be the first to see all of our dinners and anything exciting coming up, including the CSAs, uh, which yeah. should be coming up in in October. Look for us in October. So um, do you sign up, like, seasonally? Is it a, I'm going to do this for that you said how many weeks at a time? Yeah, so it's a 12-week program, um, okay. you know, in the spring and then in the fall. So you'll be heavy on fall vegetables. Like, you'll, you'll see broccoli, uh, satsumas, citrus, different citrus, uh, winter squash, like uh, butternut squash or delicata squash, um, things like that. So we'll, we'll have a, a really a, a nice array of vegetables for uh, the fall season. Well, gosh, I mean, if it's $32, you said $32 a week? Correct. Yeah, I mean, you could spend that at Walmart, you know? Yeah, very easily, too. And so yeah. um, having fresh vegetables is, uh, you know, we have it at our house, and it's it's been great. So um, uh-huh. the kids are even enjoying it, so we'll see. <laughs> well, that's a good that's a good testament to it. Yeah. All right, thank you, Austin. Yeah. I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks a thank lot. Thank you all so that. much. That was, I haven't talked to any of you guys in a long time. It's great to see this is all up and running. Yeah, it's thanks, doing great. Austin. Well, thank you yeah. very much. All right. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Two six zero six three six eight. If you would like to talk about fresh vegetables, little bitty vegetables like a covey rise or any other kind of food, give us a call. Two six zero six three six eight. But first, let us talk about Porter and Luke. Ah, Porter yes, and Luke. Porter and Luke. I don't know if Porter and Luke does covey rise, but they do a lot of other vegetables, and they also have some great comfort food. They have their red beans and rice probably today for sure. Today would be the day, yeah. They have it with a ham shank or a sausage link or a pork chop. They have their uh, eggplant over creamy pasta, meatballs and spaghetti. They have poor boys and fried seafood. They have big, big crisp salads. They have that three uh, wedge salad, little small wedges. Yeah, that's a good bark. idea. It and uh, every I get that almost every time I go. Yeah, it's really good. There's crab meat on top yep. of one of the wedges. The then there's shrimp remoulade, mm-hmm. and then there's fried oysters. Did you say something, Doug? Did Doug say something? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Maybe it's you tapping. Yeah. Me. Anyway, yeah. Two six zero six three six eight Porter and Luke one five one seven Metairie Road. That's fifteen seventeen Metairie Road, in the shopping center by Oakland Heart, and also Walgreens. And we will take a break and be right back. Thank you. Oh, hello there. Welcome back. You're into the second hour of the food show. Nope, not yet. No, well, we're in it. The second I mean, we're, half we're hour of the first hour of the okay. food show. And uh, and we've got the one that plays backwards a little more later, too. Show. So that's, huh? It's, we're more of the food show here. Yeah, more of the yeah. F- food show. And, uh, you know, we are proud of that because uh, there's there are no other uh, radio shows like this. You know? <laughs> Why are you laughing? I, I think that's an understatement. Two <laughs> 260-6368. Okay, so let's talk you know, about... You know, everybody uh, ev- seems to like me okay. Yeah. You know, what, what has happened? Good. I mean... <laughs> Good. That's wonderful. Um, I'm just saying it's... By the way, in case you're wondering uh, about the weather, it's uh, there's 
some little thunderstorms heading towards the southeast. So if you've got to travel around there, it's some of it's over New Orleans right now. You probably knew that. Just thought I'd mention it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so yesterday we went to uh, Oxlot Nine for yeah. brunch, which is something we do a ridiculous amount. But I just love it. I do I too. Do. It's uh, uh, they've got a lot of things in there I really like in terms of the food, but also of the place itself, which I like a lot. Yeah, the place is really great. They always have uh, two or three. Um, musicians there doing some very eclectic stuff. Yes, they uh, do. And uh, sometimes it's it's pretty straightforward, but most of the time I'm looking for uh, the music that they have been playing, which I think is really entertaining. And uh, the food is very different each shot. Uh, on this one, I'm going to name you only two items out of the entree that I had. One of them, <laughs> one of them, was. Uh, grapes or something resembling grapes and they had squishiness in the middle and if you uh, bite down on them there's a lot of uh, some juices that will come out and it, it was different and interesting mm -hmm. the other side of the same plate uh, had what everybody thought was uh, actually some corned beef but once you started eating it you saw that it did indeed taste a lot like that but it just as much tastes and in fact even more so I'd say um, other vegetables and other uh, other meats from the area. Like sausage. And all of this was under $20, uh, which in a restaurant with that kind of silification. Sillification is what I do. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's what uh, turns. Sophistication. Huh? I'm the word fairy, so sophistication. Yeah. With Yes, I think that the, the restaurant is just a glamorous, yeah. glamorous space. It's a and really... Unique wonderful kind of um, buzz to it. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the music because no, I'm, you don't no, like that I'm kind not of music. really into washboards and such. But, um, <laughs> but, you know, I could see how you could be. But in addition to that, it's just the food is really good. The food is very polished. It's, uh, you know, the menu, I don't understand the, the menu thing, like the... The, if, like, if you were to go to their website, yeah, it would say brunch menu for June 18th. Mm-hmm. But it <clears throat> that makes it make sense for it me. It doesn't say what about the brunch yesterday, or you know maybe it's a sample or something. I I don't understand how they do that. It doesn't change that much. No. There's this one item that they keep messing with. It's called the desayuno, and it's a tamale. And it's a big, big husk with a big, fat tamale in it. And it's got black beans. Do you know where it comes from, that style? It's Latin one America? Latin America? It, no, no. Guatemala? It's uh, a little more common than that. It's very communal. That, communal very uh, familiar mm -hmm. uh, in southern Los Angeles. And you'll see that in uh, Mexican... Uh, uh, in Los uh, Angeles. In Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, where, I, I, where where have you seen that? Because I, you're only in Los Angeles with me. Yeah. I'm often in Los Angeles without you, but you're never in Los Angeles without me. Well, so I, I know I would have seen whatever you're talking about. I remember the word itself. Are you it's, talking about mercado, maybe? No, no, no. It's it's something called oh, 
I don't know about it well enough. It's not something we see mean, in this area mean, at all. You mean a restaurant, or you mean no, a, no? It an is. Item? It's an item in a in a okay. in a in a well, dish. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. But and anyway, um, it's good. This, this it is good. good. This one here is good. It's uh, it's a big. It's a it's a crumbly masa and it's it's really good. It's a gigantic plate of food. I mm, mean it's, yep. it's kind of obscene to finish this. There's a fried egg on top, of course. Um, but there's the other popular dish there that everyone that we're ever with gets is the fried Brussels sprouts with the fried oysters. It's kind of a peculiar dish. Like I don't get it. Brussels sprouts fried. Hmm. Oysters well, fried. Uh, Brussels sprouts have gone from something that was very much <laughs> disliked by a lot of people, particularly little kids, but that has changed. Everybody loves them now. Well, the uh, and they're good for you, and so you know it's it's a, a nice item. Yes, they've yeah. gone from obscure. To Not everybody likes them. Ubiquitous. <laughs> What's wrong with you, Doug? Nothing is You're wrong with me. The it's the Brussels sprouts hip. that uh, that have have my ire. You're not hip, Doug. That's, huh? that's the. I that's don't. The, I never was hip. I know. What you see you... is what you get. <laughs> <laughs> but you realize that it's almost a requirement to be hip now. It's 2019, Doug. Get no, no, it's not. It is not. <laughs> no, uh, you don't have to wear tight jeans. You don't have to wear tight anything if you don't want to. That's true. Thank is, you for is, saying is, that. Wait, because is tightness hip? Does, does tightness seems to be everybody is, is getting a little tight these days. Is everything that, is tight. Everything is maybe so Maybe they're just getting tight. fatter. Uh, no, 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 no. People are getting skinnier, and their clothes is, is just following this, and it's getting skinnier, and pretty soon there will be nothing left whatsoever oh, with okay. anybody. And, 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 and we'll be living in small apartments. Did you know that in San Francisco right now, for $1,200 a month, you can rent your very own bunk bed, <laughs> upper or that's, lower? Isn't that great? That's scary. I'll look into that because I may need it soon. That is scary. Yeah, I just read that uh, earlier today, and, and, and oh, wow. that's getting ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, something else that's ridiculous today. Did you know that it's uh, national pretend you uh, care about your co-workers' 4th of July activities today? <laughs> uh, what? Well, I actually do. You know what? That Maybe that's it. I don't know if this, I, I don't know, like, if I if I care about something, you know it, and if I don't care about something, you know that, too. So it's like I don't pretend. Okay, that's you know? fine. But today is actually National Chocolate with Almonds Day today to bring Chocolate this around. Chocolate what? Chocolate Wait, with you, almonds. Now you got my attention. Chocolate, Chocolate what day? Chocolate with almonds. Chocolate. Well, that's a classic. Oh, wow. Chocolate with almonds. The mm -hmm. world that's... does not get better than no, it chocolate does not. with almonds. No, very good. No, almonds are, are, are great for you because it, it reduces your risk of heart attack. It lowers the bad cholesterol, protects you from uh, your artery walls. It does I all know. that kind of good, good stuff. I now, I want to get uh, move ahead here just a little bit because Thursday is something we can look forward to because today is only Monday. But Thursday... If you happen to have a 7-Eleven store around, I don't know how many of those mm -hmm. are still around, but if you Oh, happen, I know where you're going with this. Okay. It you get a free Slurpee this coming Thursday. You can get that from your uh, local 
7-Eleven store, and that's going to be Ooh. on Thursday. So that gives okay. us something to I look to forward to. That. Is there anything else? No, I'm just, I, you know, we didn't, we've somehow or another managed to lose access in all of the transition to nomenu.com. We've somehow or another managed to lose access to the beloved almanac that I can't do a show without. So it's in the ether somewhere, and we're trying to pull it out on the other side, but it's gone away. <laughs> so Doug, I'm glad you found these things that were important parts of the almanac. But National Chocolate Almond Day—that's that's that's that's, a, it. that's, that's my that's, that's, that's my feast day. That's a beloved holiday for me. That's uh, made made the world worth. I, I worth will tell living. you. I'll give anyone who wants to know how to make a chocolate bark, really, really you, good uh, chocolate you, bark. You, you give him a little nudge, and he'll go. Woof, woof, yeah. woof. <laughs> did everybody get that one? Yes, we did. Doug, did you get did that we one? Think You're it's funny. No. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> what you do is you you roast the almonds. Uh huh. And then after they're roasted, and hopefully you don't forget them like I do. Like I will, I'll sometimes set a timer, but sometimes not. And the way that I know that the almonds are roasted is when I can smell them burning, which is probably mm, probably a little too well done. But I don't really care because I love I, n- I love nuts and chocolate anyway. But if you put chocolate, like 72% uh, Trader Joe's chocolate bits in the hot roasted almonds, it will melt the chocolate. Then you stir it around and then spread it out again, and you have chocolate bark, and it's so good. Chocolate bark. Is chocolate that... bark, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, you're not a chocolate person, so you don't really understand chocolate bark. But well, that's a no, thing. Chocolate the... bark is like a candy. It's like a homemade candy. It's You lay out chocolate and and almonds, or I, I guess you could have any kind of bark. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, this you is break something it up I'm, into irregular pieces and sell it if you're a if you're Godiva for like you know twelve dollars a pound. What? Uh, our daughter, mm-hmm. Mary Lee, mm-hmm. uh, makes this at home just about every night. If you don't know that, it's snuggled in uh, somewhere. I can't tell you where it is, but no, she doesn't. She um she actually makes um she bakes a cookie. She makes dough, and keeps them like in little balls frozen and then she takes one out and and that's how she does but with the it. almonds and everything it's pretty darn good yeah she doesn't yeah. i think i think she doesn't do the almonds i don't oh, think she well. puts nuts in her no, we'll in have her, to talk to her in her chocolate that. chip cookies anyway two six zero six three six eight is the number doug do we have another break at 50 no. we don't so we're done with breaks are we are we mm-hmm. done with breaks i guess we are All right, so New Orleans hamburger and seafood is another one that we have to do this hour. Mm -hmm. And New Orleans hamburger and seafood is a wonderful place that shows you just how good the cuisine can be if you're looking for a very casual version. It's not fancy, but it is the official kind of New Orleans Creole cuisine. They have their fried Yeah, you know, it's not – this is a hamburger. This is uh, fried seafood. Mm -hmm. This is not – the high, high leaps of, uh, yes, right. of, of Very casual. Eating you order it. at the counter. Yeah. You know? Yet it is important to our world, uh, you know, in, in this part of the world anyway. John Volpe said he eats there a couple times a week. I'll bet he does. And they, it, it is possible to take a basic uh, steak or basic just ground beef in this case and then basic 
seafood done a number of different ways in rendering basically it fried is how fried do is it. the but way but you can spice it up with the spicy licious and they you have can pay oysters. attention to what you're doing and actually have it come out extremely well yes well that's that's their job so yeah. they do do and that they, and they do it well and they have char grilled oysters pretty, now pretty good yeah char grilled oysters i've i've heard that that's that was just waiting to happen they have uh good salads they have local dishes and a good version of them and New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood has 10 locations around town, so yep. it's easy to, to see what they're doing. New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood, go have a crusty burger, go have some spicy Somebody seafood. ought to call it that, a crusty burger, you know, because there's everything else. Yeah, there's smash burger. Smash burger. Yeah. 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 Anyway, 260-6368 is the number. I'm excited to know. Did Doug say something? Yeah, David is uh, on hold, okay. and he's about to jump in. Yeah, I can't really in. hear Doug too well. Okay, hi, David. Hi, am I up on? Yes, you are. What? Oh, hello. Uh, hello. Step uh, right up. Uh, all right. I have to say I'm with Doug on the Brussels sprout <gasps> situation. Not into Two it. Two people it's in my presence smell. don't like Brussels sprouts. Hmm. It is the smell. It's, it's still... Just cabbage. Call it what you want, but it's still little cabbages. <laughs> I like I like uh, well, sauerkraut. Sauerkraut. But uh, Is, I love did, sauerkraut. Did you just say that? I did. Yeah. And that's one of those things kids aren't supposed to like, or people aren't supposed to like. I like that one. But uh, anyways, I had a restaurant report. Let's hear it. Hello. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. It, I, I can't pronounce the name. It was a literally a hole in the wall, very small Mexican uh-huh. restaurant on Judge Perez in Araby. I think it's called Sabor, S-A-B-O-R, and then there's another name in there. Saber. But it's, uh, it's not spelled the way you would spell Saber in English with an R-E at the end. It's a S-A-B-O-R, and I believe it's a name. But it's right across the street from that big kind of balloon dome church tent on Judge Perez in, in Araby, if you've driven out okay. that way lately or, or the last five years it's been there. But anyways, it was it was very good, and I was surprised to find that they have something called a liquado, which is, I guess, I don't <laughs> I know what, what it means. a liquado different than, pardon? I wonder what it means, liquado. Well, it's basically a smoothie. It's not a milkshake because it a involves smoothie? ice. Yeah. A smoothie. It's fresh oh, fruit and ice. Oh, a smoothie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think rice milk, or I don't, I don't know what makes a liquado, a liquado and a smoothie a smoothie. But they had them, and they had them before in Chicago and uh, in Los Angeles, actually. And it was exactly like that flavor that I remember from having good ones in uh, legit Mexican places in other cities. So. Is it a Latin American place? Uh, I it is Mexican. It's what it Mexican. says on the menu. Yeah. Uh huh. And is it a place you've seen before? I mean, do you go down there a lot? I've, I go down there all the time because I live in the Ninth Ward. So for oh. for us to go shopping in mall like places, it's as e- easy to go to Chalmette as anywhere. So I've driven by it a million times, but I well, I always thought it was a gas station or something else, and then I was uh, driving slower than usual and saw that it was a restaurant and stopped in. Hmm. Well, you found a good one because there's not enough of them in that part of the world uh, 
for restaurants. Do you, if you, there was a great Honduran place uh, out that way, but they closed down. St. Claude restaurant row area very much? Uh, Yep, I'm right in it. Okay, so have you been to Red's Chinese lately? Um, Not lately. No, they've been closed for most of the summer because of some construction. I hope they're putting more of an air conditioner in there. I think that is exactly what they're doing because it was hot as (laughs) Hades in that place. With the open kitchen and low ceilings. Yeah. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's what they were doing. We made the mistake once Mm -hmm. of going in there a couple of years ago with another couple or maybe two other couples. And we sat in that very back room and it was in the summer. And we had like a stack of napkins, none of which were used for their intended purpose all of which were used to mop foreheads. Oh. It or was hold tables that from, uh, uncomfortable. Wiggling. What? Or to hold uh, the other use for restaurant napkins is leveling out a wiggly table. <laughs> oh, you mean there or any place? Uh, any place. Yeah. Any place. Yeah. Well, I, I thought joke. the food, what did you think of the food there? I'm not that into it, honestly. I, I wish the best for them. I hope they do. Great, but uh, it, it's kind of hit or miss. There's some items on the menu that I've had that are mind-blowingly great. Anything involving pastrami there was was really, really good. Mm-hmm. And then I've had some other kind of gloppy porridge-looking mm-hmm. kind of things that uh, didn't yeah. really We had like some of for that for breakfast this morning. Gloppy porridge. Gloppy porridge. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. Homemade? That's that's what they should have called I it. I don't think it was homemade. Actually, it was it was gloppy for sure, though. What Where else do you like in that in that area? Uh, we don't want to. Well, it okay. doesn't matter because it's a place you're not going to wind up in anyway. Well, that's for sure. That's true. But I but I find it a, I find it a curious place. The whole Saint Claude corridor for restaurants, none of which I would ever really go to. Although, a friend of mine did drag me into the Junction once, and that was a good burger. Junction's all right. There's a bunch of overpriced kind of just atmospheric nonsense going on in this neighborhood, I think, mostly, and not a, a, just a straight-up That is the perfect way diner to or something that. we could use. The, the pizza uh, pizza D is, is good. Uh-huh. I like that. And there's a uh-huh. place behind it that is a German restaurant called Bratz Yall. Yeah, really? is that, how's that? Huh. It's good. I've heard of it, but is that good. Is that any good? Yeah, they they do, you know, classic German bratwurst and the sausages are they're all made in Louisiana, so they're they're thankfully not importing meat from Germany, but they're doing it in that style. <laughs> and they've got Bex on tap, and you don't see that every day. Well, I tell you, I uh, went to Dat Dog last week and I was very underwhelmed with what's happening there. So I'm going to have to try that one. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot better than that. Okay. I think. Okay. I'm going to have to try that. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and thanks for everything else. We're going to come back with more of the food show after we check the news from CBS. The Columbia Broadcasting System on 105.3 FM HD2. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.